Switched On on F104 and I'm joined by the founder of Orb Media, Kira Sheehan. Hello. Hi, Louise. Thank you so much for chatting to us. So once again, we're back into the metaverse. But last week we were chatting about buying shares in music and in particularly in U2 songs. And obviously, I think everyone has seen the footage of their gig over in Las Vegas in the sphere, if I could say it correctly. And it looks unbelievable, doesn't it? Yeah, it does look absolutely out of this world. And it was ironic that you said last week I would buy songs in U2 because everybody is going to be going to the gig and everybody's going to be having to listen to them. And you were right. Mm-hmm. See, it does. It so, kind of generates that interest in it, doesn't it? Absolutely. Without a doubt, it does. Um, so I had a look at some of the figures and apparently 17,600 people saw, are able to get into the venue. Mm-hmm. It houses that many seats. Over 25 nights, mm-hmm. which is a total of 440,000 people will get to experience the U2 experience in the sphere, which is amazing. That's Imagine, that's nearly half a million people. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And um, I looked at the tickets as well. So obviously Facebook listens to everything that we do and mm-hmm. Facebook started serving me up. Oh, look, spare tickets have just arrived for <laughs> the sphere. So I looked at some of the pricing and they range from $267 to $1,500 for the, the purely immersive seats in the centre of the venue. So you're paying for the experience, really? You are paying for the experience, but, you know, it, it's a valid question. If you're going to sit in a venue that has 1,500 loudspeakers and 167,000 different types of speakers, amplifiers and processors, um, never mind the 99% of the sound system that's hidden behind the transparent LED screen, I think there is a certain validation to the pricing there, mm-hmm. fairness. Yeah. And I do think now, like, I know not everyone is going to be able to do it at that level, but I do feel like it's going to generate creativity p- for people. And I think people are really going to start thinking outside the box as well. I do think so. I think the technology will definitely drive innovation at a particular level where established artists can afford to go that extra mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause and I did... they can afford to give that experience to their fans yeah of course because I did see Dermot Kennedy um, put it up on his social like I think he was blown away by the animation that was being used in it and he was like oh I'd love to bring animation to my shows so I don't know how that you do it on a smaller scale but it does kind of look like it's definitely getting people thinking which is always a good thing especially yeah. when it comes to live shows yeah it is and it, it improves the quality of live shows you know because um, a lot of people would say that it hasn't really changed over the years mm-hmm. but just to be mindful like the interior of the sphere is um, a screen that is 160,000 square feet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with massive resolution, like resolution you can't even describe. But I would also refer back to Gorillas and all the innovation they've done over the last few years and how they've brought animation as part of their live show. Yeah, see this is And the thing. characters to go with them. Yeah. And yet many people didn't like latch on to it once they did it. But now that you two are doing it, is it different? Or is it just bigger? I think it is different. I actually do. I I do. I think that they have been really careful about how they've curated the set list. And I think I would say they've spent a long time developing this. And I can't imagine the amount of money that's gone into the production itself. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to get to see it, but I probably won't, to be fair. No, we just have to stick to our YouTube video experience. I think so. (laughs) You know, turn it up loud. I'm sure we can like make it sound the same but you're also looking at the new Ray-Ban smart glasses yes I was I got a press release in 
actually got it in, I think it was last week, about the glasses having been released. Mm -hmm. They actually go on sale this Friday. And what they've done is, a couple of years ago, Facebook launched these smart glasses that were, they worked on them in partnership with Ray-Ban and the biggest manufacturer of sunglasses is called Luxottica. So anytime you buy designer sunglasses, they're usually made by them. Okay. An Italian company. And Ray-Ban partnered with Facebook, then known as Facebook, for these glasses, which then appeared on the market around $300, 300 euros. A lot, it made a big fanfare about how amazing they were. What they didn't really concentrate on was the fact that over the lens of the, of the sunglass, just where the arm meets the lens, there's a little button you could press and you could swipe it. And once you press that, you could then film people in your area without their consent. Wow. And at the time, the terms and conditions were that if you covered up the lens that Facebook therefore owned the content of it and there was quite a lot of small print around it that was unnerving to say the least now there was other problems with it and it didn't sell the way it should have sold and the Wall Street Journal reported recently that less than 10% of the people who purchased the glasses were currently using them and it's only 27,000 monthly active users out of 300,000 globally so Ray, uh, Facebook knew there was a problem hashtag meta knew there was a problem mm-hmm. and decided that they're going to relaunch them so they relaunched them and rebranded them as the meta Ray-Ban smart glasses about two weeks ago and they've improved the sound they've improved the quality and they've added in the ability to film at high resolution for one minute there's five different microphones on it and the cameras are, I had a look at it and I thought they were, they're discreetly placed, let's say. Mm-hmm. So there's one on the nose, the nose bridge of the camera. There's two just at the ORF at the Ray-Ban logo. And there's two just on the arm where the arm meets the, the, the body of the sunglasses themselves. Yeah. So when you swipe, you can actually swipe or you can say, hey, Meta, hey, Meta, start filming. And it will start filming. So I looked at the privacy Yeah, because that's kind of worrying, isn't it? Like, just have such mm. easy access to filming people. Yeah, and it said that there is a, a white light that will pulse simultaneously as you film. And if you try and cover it, the filming will stop. Mm-hmm. And you are encouraged to be a responsible member of the community and respect other people's privacy. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Which you'd love for people to do, but you're always going to get the one or two that won't. I think you will get one or two that won't. And, and they're, to be fair, these are very well designed. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different colours. There's two different models. There's the Wayfarer and the Headliner model. And they do look a bit more sleek and a bit more normal. Whereas the first the first set really did look like a bit of, bit of a clunky prototype. Mm-hmm. But these ones do look the part. And it is nice when it comes to, like if you're just looking at the technology and how it's moving on. In that case... It's amazing, but like I wouldn't like to think that someone is filming as they sit across from me in a park or in a restaurant or something. Yes, it is. It is quite unnerving, and I don't. I'm not sure if they've they've done anything to consider people's emotion and people's privacy mm-hmm. who are not wearing, but who are in the in the company of people who are. And you know, bear in mind that there has been videos posted online of terrible things that have happened recently um, in our own society and have been hosted on 
tech platforms mm-hmm. that have gone viral. I think there's a real societal concern. And obviously here. with glasses like this, like it is great for the technology to be moving on. But how would you like it to be being used rather than in that way? I think the recording is unnecessary. If you want to stream your life live to Facebook or Instagram, you shouldn't really need to do it through a pair of sunglasses. Just hold up your phone. Everyone does. It's Mm -hmm. not that hard. Mm -hmm. And I really don't ever want to hear anybody near me say, hey, Meta. (laughs) Um, I do think that, you know, Meta have put a massive amount into the development of next gen technology. And you have to hand it to them. They've taken massive losses. They've lost millions and millions and they expect to lose more. And, you know, on the back of that, they do deserve a bit of credibility for taking a chance. Personally, I think for the benefit of society and for access to education and learning and the democratization of the tech, it would be great to see some kind of a of a glasses where it would bring in mixed reality and augmented reality mm-hmm. and they call it XOR, mm-hmm. where it would bring that into the scope where the average person could access it and use it to improve their online digital life. Do you think that will ever happen? I do think it will happen. I think it's we're probably three years away from it right now, okay. though, because at the minute you've got these smart glasses on one side and you've got an, an VR headset on the other side, which is heavy duty tech. And really what you need is the two of them kind of to come together, to merge together. Mm-hmm. And that requires a lot of development time and a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. So I think we have, there's a few years in it yet, to we'll be honest. we have to wait a bit longer for it. I think we will have to wait a bit longer. But in the meantime, you know, if you want to go and buy your smart glasses, go ahead. <laughs> but don't come near me with your hey metal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> don't be filming me. <laughs> Kira Sheehan, founder of Orb Media, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks, Louise.